Hi, welcome to Radio AI. I'm your host, Cindy Mason. I've worked on artificial intelligence at Stanford and UC Berkeley, NASA Ames, and SRI International. Today, we're going to be talking about machine learning. I've invited a machine learning expert, Henry Lieberman, who's at the MIT Media Lab and CSAIL. Hey, Henry, how's it going? Hi, Cindy. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. So I was thinking, I'm curious. So there's supervised learning and unsupervised learning. Is that right? That's right. And so what is that? Well, supervised learning is where, where you try to do learning from a data set. And each item in the data set is labeled. For example, uh, if you have a bunch of pictures and some of them are about dogs, some of them are about cats, you can ask a person, you know, label this. Is this a dog or a cat? Is this a dog or a cat? And then you feed that information into the machine learning algorithm and you get uh, what's called a classifier. And that can, given any photograph, it can tell you whether it might be a dog or it might be a cat. Okay, so there's like a supervisor in a way saying, this is right, this is wrong. So if I present a picture then and it says this is a cat, I can say, yes, that's right. No, that's wrong. So that's like a supervisor in a way. That's right. Okay, so then what happens in unsupervised learning? What's that? Yeah, okay, unsupervised learning is basically anything that isn't supervised. Uh, it's more like one of the techniques in unsupervised learning is you look at a bunch of data, you try to cluster it, that is, you try to find, kind of put it into piles or groups where everything in the group is kind of similar to each other. So if you have a, just a bunch of uh, photographs, you don't even know that they're supposed to be about dogs or cats, but you could put all the ones that look like a dog in a pile, all the ones that look like a cat in a pile, and then you could try to say, what do the dogs have in common or what do the cats have in common? That's more an unsupervised learning. So one of the things I think that's amazing that's going on right now in the world is even though you and I are giving an example of dogs and cats, these methods of machine learning are being used on sound to recognize voice and speech. They're being, you know, to categorize what kinds of information is in a web page or a document, and it's being used on medical data, and not just like faces or dogs and cats or pictures, but actually new frontiers can be opened up, I think, when you look at widespread collections of patient data, for example. If you're not restricted to saying it's disease A or B, but what is it? In other words, it's like maybe not supervised or unsupervised, but discovery-based without a set of categories, without a set of buckets, you know, to label something. There's no labels. You don't know what it is. Is there much going on around that? Well, Cindy, I think you've hit the nail on the head, discovery. That's what machine learning should be about. And so I think you've come across the most important issue that just labeling things, there's more to the process of discovery than that. And part of discovery is being open to new ideas, even if they aren't in a previous set of labels. So, yes, I think that's the key issue. It seems to me like we could have a whole new generation of, of medicine, a whole new generation of understanding in whatever data set it is we're collecting, if we don't label things, if we just look at what, it's almost like throwing a, a pile of spaghetti against the wall and see what sticks and <laughs> measuring. Another device. way that uh, I like to talk about it is, <clears throat> they're supervised and unsupervised, but I'm interested in trying to make it a little bit more interactive. And I call that mentored learning, okay? So the idea is, suppose you're a teacher and you want to teach somebody something. Well, what's the best policy for teaching them?
learn how to swim, and that's the unsupervised method. But I think better strategy for teaching is when you have a good relationship between a teacher and a student, and the student learns a little, and the mentor maybe gives them some hints, and then sees how the student does, criticizes the student's performance, gives them advice. So I think that's what I call mentored learning, and that's one of the things I'm most interested in. Mm-hmm. What What is learning by example? I've heard that word a lot. Yeah, well, that's very often the best way for people to learn is they learn by example rather than abstract principles. So I could write out a list of instructions for tying a shoe if I was trying to teach a kid how to tie a shoe. But the kid, the better way to teach it is just to have them watch and learn and observe, tell them what's important. And if they see it done enough times and they try to do it themselves, then that's the way learning occurs. Mm. I remember once a long time ago, I saw a demo that you had that I think it was learning by example. You were using a video of a car mechanic who was explaining how to repair, uh, perhaps maybe it was a jet engine, and it was learning by example, and you were able to identify the parts visually, and there was a procedure for each component, how to diagnose and how to replace, and that was, that was a wonderful, I think, application of this kind of thing as you're talking about interacting. Olha que coisa mais linda, mais cheia de graça Ela menina que vem, que passa Num doce balanço 